Another major residential development is on an area known as Nine Mile Run. Once this was a beautiful wooded stream valley, but in 1922 it was taken over by a steel company and used as a dumping ground for billions of tons of slag. Now this vast industrial wasteland is being reshaped to serve a new purpose. Initial development was carried out by the Urban Development Authority. Part of the process was the sharing of information about environmental risk. In the early meetings with the community over the Nanaimar Run project, the Urban Development Authority, which was handling the um, land acquisition um, and, the, and the development, basically did not handle the questions about environmental risk as well as they might. Um, they were not prepared when members of the audience raised questions about the potentiality of dust um, containing heavy metals. Um, they really didn't have um, a ready answer about how they would avoid um, risk, what precautions they would take. Citizens and professionals need to be partners in risk planning. Risk communication is a process of creating a shared understanding of the issues in terms of what's most important to both sides. So for citizens, it's important for them to understand what issues are at stake, for them to feel empowered to have uh, intelligent, articulated opinions on these issues. Conversely, it's important for technical community or political community to understand what it is that's on citizens' minds in terms that will enable them to produce the best possible options. So the task is to create a shared understanding of these issues by having communication in both directions. One of the things we found, especially on this project as opposed to some of the other projects we've worked on, was that the, there were several people opposed to the development concept that wanted to use the environmental issue as a wedge to try to alarm folks about the development. People wanted to know that it was safe um, to live nearby when we were moving all this slag. And certainly we as developers, since we're going to be putting people to live on the site, wanted to make sure that once we had people living on the site and we continued to move into phase two, that it was safe to move the slag. Regular watering is an effective way of reducing the risks from inhaling any contaminants that might be in the dust. We did an exhaustive study, a risk assessment, which looks at worst case scenarios for children and elderly. And then to back that up, we've spent over $350,000 with the Urban Redevelopment Authority on an exhaustive air monitoring program to prove not only that the dust is lower, but that the metals in the dust are way below government regulations. The stream that runs through the site has totally different contamination hazards. It is barely influenced by the slag. The slag is basically non-toxic. The real problem is human waste. The sewer system from the whole watershed, this is the very lower part of the watershed, right before it flows into the Monongahela River. So uh, it's old infrastructure that's broken in need of repair as well as combined sewer overflow is really the major problem when there's a extreme rain event the culverts open up there's overflow you get some of the sanitary waste actually in the stream the waste comes from communities much further up the watershed 
part of the conversation we've opened up is getting the engineers from these other municipalities all talking with one another, delineating whose sewers are in need of repair. Those municipalities obviously don't have the money, but they're, they're, they've actually been threatened to be sued by the DEP if indeed they don't take care of some of these problems. The sewers being installed at Nine Mile Run meet the latest engineering and environmental specifications. The new network will connect to a pumping station designed to cope with the wastewater from the entire site. Reshaping the stream itself will benefit the health of a much wider community. By reconfiguring the stream and also by putting large boulders in the stream is both going to slow the water down, it's going to aerate the water, clean the stream, make pockets and pools for plant growth, fish, and actually just bring the health of the stream back. In Pittsburgh, partnership in risk planning lies at the heart of successful brownfield redevelopment. The sensible thing is to have consultation all the way along. So citizens know what's possible and technical people know what it is that citizen, citizens uh, want. And then there's some hope that we'll make best use, make everybody happy, make best use of our technical experts. There's much more of a tendency now to think that risk is a product of human and nature and material industrial interactions. Uh, there's more of a sense that if you want to tackle risks, you ought to be doing it in the aggregate. You ought to be setting priorities, approach it in a community-based way. This is going to be hard work because we're bringing together communities, whether it's technical people and lay people, psychologists, sociologists, and engineers, that haven't talked together. But I think that there, this is likely to happen. It has to happen. People are the best repositories of knowing how they want to behave, to what extent they want to put themselves in risky situations, how they perceive deteriorations in the quality of life around them. So the idea that risk can be decoupled from quality of life is something that I think is under attack, and gradually we're going to get more of a coming together of questions of risk with questions of acceptable qualities of life.